This is episode number 263, Using Stress as Positive Fuel for Your Mind and Body. Welcome to the Sonia Looney Show. This is a podcast about how to live a high-performance life, spanning the categories of mindset, plant-based nutrition, and inspiring stories to help you be better every day. Today is an awesome day. I'm currently sitting here in a really fun-looking hotel room in Whistler with my husband because it's Matt's birthday today. And my parents have been visiting us, and they sent us away, said, go away, leave us with Bradley, go for a bike ride in Whistler, go stay the night. So that is what we're doing. And we are beyond stoked about this. It's so important to be able to spend time alone with your partner, especially after having kids. And we haven't really had that luxury for quite some time because of the pandemic and not having much family around. So it's meant uh, it's meant a lot to us. And there's just something interesting about seeing your partner out of the context of your home and the things that you're doing in daily life that helps you reconnect with them in a way that kind of reminds you of what life was like before you had kids. We tried to ride this iconic ride called the Lord of the Squirrels, which is an alpine ride in Whistler. And in BC, it's actually really hard to find easy access to alpine trails, unlike when I used to live in Colorado. So we're all excited about doing this ride. And then we get there and we find out that two days ago, the upper alpine section was actually closed due to a lot of grizzly bear activity. So while I'm sad that we didn't get to see the beautiful alpine views and mountain vistas, I am glad that we didn't have to encounter any grizzly bears. And we still got to enjoy a nice, challenging climb. I think the ride we did was nine and a half miles, but it had almost 3,000 feet of climbing. And we got to do some fun, technical, Whistler-style descents. So today's podcast is about stress. And this has been one I've been wanting to record for quite some time. But I wanted to be able to dedicate the appropriate amount of time to creating the episode, to doing the research. And it's funny because a lot of times my solo episodes take just as much time as an interview and then preparing for the interview. So today I really enjoyed reviewing all of the research that I have learned over the years on stress and how to manage it. Today you're going to walk away with eight key takeaways on how to make stress work for you in a positive way. And a lot of us have had so much stress in our lives, especially the last couple of years. And sometimes it's probably felt a little bit out of control. So how do you feel in your body when you hear the word stress? I'll give you a second to tune in. Stress. Well, most of us get activated when we hear the word stress and we start feeling overwhelmed and maybe we feel, well, stressed. And we spend so much time trying to avoid stress, avoid the word, avoid feeling stress. But what would happen if we leaned into stress? Personally, in my life, I don't even like using the word stress because it has such a negative connotation. But how we relate to stress is important to make it work for us in a positive way. Oftentimes, we view stress as constricting and as a negative input that we associate with feelings of overwhelm and feelings of being unsettled because that's how we often talk about stress. Stress can certainly create those feelings in the body, but we usually feel this way when the stressful feelings become unmanageable. And stress becomes unmanageable when we don't have the tools to deal with it. Stress can also become too elevated when it turns into anxiety. Stress turns into anxiety when we start asking too many questions and trying to predict the future when there is no way we can actually do that. And many of us have tried doing that with a pandemic, with all of the political and social unrest in the United States. 
And I know personally, you know, stress has been a big part of my life uh, as somebody who has a young child, as somebody who's been pregnant, as somebody who manages their own business. And all of us encounter this in some way, shape or form, and it happens regularly. Stress also becomes a challenge when we try to ignore the discomfort it may be causing. We try to stuff the emotion or stuff the feelings. And a lot of us don't want to feel uncomfortable. And being able to lean into discomfort with anything is empowering. And that's why people do things like the ice bucket challenge because, or they take a cold shower because they want to remind themselves that they can do hard things. And stress is one of those hard things. And it doesn't even have to, you don't even have to use the word hard, but stress is one of those challenging things that we are fully capable of managing and not even managing, but thriving through. You've probably heard me say what we resist persists. And that is certainly the case with ignoring your stress as well. And whenever you ignore it, it starts showing up in your body, starts manifesting as health problems. And that's why we tend to see a lot of people with chronic stress and these issues that arise in your body from chronic stress. Our relationship with stress, especially in the form of mindset and attitude, is actually more impactful than the stimulus that is causing the stress itself. I found that really fascinating to learn. And there's a wealth of scientific research on stress. There's a lot of really interesting people who are doing research and putting information out there on how we can use our mind and self-awareness to optimize stress. As athletes, we intentionally put our bodies under stress because we need stress to grow and improve. You go for a run or a bike ride, or you do maybe a weight workout, and these workouts create stress and our muscles break down. And our recovery days are what enable us to recover from that stress and get stronger. So often we're in these cycles of pushing ourselves, recovering, and getting better because of it. If you've had a big project at work, the stimulus or pressure of having to do something challenging or get something done on a deadline can create stress. But sometimes that acute stress can be motivating and have you do really focused and good work. Other times, having a big project can create too much stress and anxiety if you start asking too many questions about it and you start thinking all of these bad things that could happen to you or because of this project. So how do we manage it and how should we think about stress? Well, first, let's start with the stress response. What is actually happening in our body? And our body needs to react to life-threatening situations. It's the body's response to keeping us safe. So from an evolutionary standpoint, it kept us alive from tigers lurking in the grass. But today's tigers are a little more insidious. From race start lines to our job to paying our mortgages to worrying about getting sick, our minds will take the ball and run with these future negative outcomes. What happens at the start line if things go wrong? What happens if I get sick? What happens if suddenly I can't pay my mortgage? And we start worrying about things that haven't even happened yet. And we start ramping ourselves up. And if you want to know why we tend to focus on the negative so much, I linked in the show notes my podcast and an article I wrote on our negativity bias and why as humans we tend to focus on the negative and six things that you can do to stop focusing on the negative so much. So that was a podcast episode that I put out last month. It's currently September of 2021. So if you want to check that out or just go to my website under podcasts. So our body responds accordingly when we encounter a stress response. It's supposed to react that way. But our culture has labeled this response as a negative thing. But really, the stress response actually gives us energy, focus, and oxygen. So here's how it actually works. We release stress hormones. So adrenaline increases heart rate, preparing you for action. Your breathing speeds up when your heart rate increases, and that gives you extra oxygen so that you're ready to act. And cortisol increases your sugar levels, giving you extra energy. 
So extra energy, focus, and oxygen doesn't sound all that bad, does it? So having mantras about stress can be really helpful. And one that I have around this topic is stress gives me extra energy, focus, and oxygen so I can perform at my best. Yes, stress can help you perform at your best. So what can we learn about leaning into stress? As I mentioned earlier, avoiding stress and even shrinking away from the discomfort it might initially cause is simply not an effective way of dealing with it. And it can also cause health problems. The first step to making stress work for you is to simply notice and acknowledge it. Sounds really simple, but a lot of us don't do that. The way you think about stress after acknowledging it actually gives you the power back. Treating yourself with self-compassion whenever you notice stress in your body and saying something like, it's okay, or it's normal to feel this way, or even this is going to help me perform at my best actually makes a measurable difference. There was a Harvard research study conducted where researchers asked students to say phrases like, I am calm, while others instructed students to say, I am excited before giving a big public speech. And even just saying, I am excited versus I am calm made a huge difference. The group that said, I am excited and noticed all of these increased feelings of respiration and heart rate and energy into excitement felt more confident and they handled the pressure better and they gave better speeches and they noticed the energy in their body and made it work for them. Whereas the group that said, I am calm didn't perform as well because they were basically avoiding all those feelings that they had in their body and basically lying to themselves. Self-talk only works when it's credible. It doesn't work when you lie to yourself. The thing that I love about this type of research is it's not this hippy-dippy thing where you just think positive and say positive things. It actually works. And positive mantras help reframe stress into strength. We feel the energy of stress before or during an important phone call, at least I know I do, at the start line of a race or before giving a talk to a group. You feel the buzz. And telling yourself that this is your body trying to help you can actually help calm the mind. It probably won't bring your heart rate down, but it lessens the fear around stress. And actually, there are interesting physiological studies that have been conducted that have showed while some people have an increased heart rate and they have constrictions in their blood vessels whenever they don't deal with stress well, there are other people who have worked on adapting to stress who will have an increased heart rate, but they actually have vasodilation allowing better blood flow so that they can better deal with stress. So you can look up adaptive stress if you're interested in that. So next time you feel stressed, try saying I'm excited or a phrase that resonates with you instead of labeling stress as a negative thing or lying about the stress that you're feeling. Acute stress is actually good for us because it helps us perform, as I've mentioned, but chronic stress can be the culprit for a landslide of health issues. Chronic stress results in elevated cortisol, which you don't want to have happen for long periods of time, moodiness, and sickness that can lead to more serious diseases. And it also leads to burnout, something I'm very familiar with. And interestingly enough, in a 2006 U.S. study, researchers noted that while chronic stress increased negative health outcomes, it only affected people that that way who identified stress as being harmful. People who believed that stress could be helpful or that it simply wasn't harmful weren't affected in the same negative way. So chronic stress is actually linked to our mindset around stress. And this is so important and something that I love talking about. It's my favorite thing is that Our mind can affect our body and how we view the world, how we take in things that are happening around us affect our health and they affect the way that we show up and the way that we perform. 
That's why I really believe in training your mind. It's why I created the Moxie and Grit Mindset Academy that you could find at sonyalooney.com because I really wanted to share all of these things I've been working on for years on how to manage stress and how to be more positive, how to be more resilient and how to build confidence. So if you want to check that out, that's at sonyalooney.com and that's the Moxie and Grit Mindset Academy. So let's get back to stress. Thoughts about stress tend to perpetuate into negative thought loops. A stimulus causing a stress response is actually pretty brief. It's a moment in time. But our mind takes these thoughts and you start ruminating about fear and causes these chronic issues with stress. And how many of us have laid awake at night just thinking about things of what could happen or what what might happen, and then we feel even worse? Well, Dr. Judd Brewer, who is a neuroscientist, wrote a great book called Unwinding Anxiety that encourages us to use curiosity to identify these thought loops. And he's actually been on this podcast, so I highly recommend you check that out. I've linked that up in the show notes as well and pick up his book. But simply asking, what am I getting from this can pull you out of that loop of worry. He says that fear plus uncertainty equals anxiety. And the reasoning part of your brain can actually go offline when you are too stressed or too anxious. That's right. The reasoning part of your brain goes offline when you are too stressed and too anxious. By engaging the part of your brain that involves curiosity will bring a new perspective to you and it gets you out of that loop. We can waste so much energy worrying because we feel like worrying is a form of control. Worrying gives us something to do. And I know that I've done this a lot, just trying to control something that I actually have no control over. I think that if I keep researching the thing or I keep worrying about it, that it's somehow going to help me control the outcome. And guess what? It doesn't. Another perspective shift is that stress is a reaction of your body saying, hey, you care about this thing. Caring about something is actually a good thing. Researcher and Columbia University professor Madhupa Akinola suggests that you can appraise your stress by asking these questions to gain insight from it. You can ask, why am I stressed about it? What do I care about? And is there opportunity here? Stress can build resilience and confidence, especially when you think big picture. Recalling a stressful situation that you overcame in the past reminds you that you can handle and even thrive through your stress. Assessing past wins in different contexts Build efficacy and confidence, reminding you that you can handle anything that comes your way. Ask yourself, when did you rise to a stressful occasion? And a lot of times we start thinking about all the times where stress wasn't good for us. But if we can start focusing on the times where we actually thrived or even just dealt with something in a good way or in a helpful way, that can help you next time. When we get stressed, we also tend to narrow our focus and even become self-obsessed. And this isn't just mentally. As athletes, whenever we get stressed, we actually narrow our focus visually. So looking up at a horizon can actually help. And I think about this all the time with technical mountain biking and technical descending because sometimes my brain gets really stressed whenever I'm looking at these technical descents for long periods of time having to make decisions. So if you can just even take a second and safely look up at the horizon, that can really help. Thinking bigger picture or thinking how you can help others when you are stressed also pays large dividends because it gets you out of your own head. Social connections is one of the first things to go when we are busy and stressed, and yet it is one of the most important allies in helping us feel connected and manage our stress. And the same actually goes for happiness. There was another study conducted with Harvard students where the ones who were spending social time whenever they had to cram for exams and not spending every single second studying actually perform better on their exams than those who are cramming and isolating themselves. So connecting with others and helping others helps us get out of our head. And it's a good thing to try whenever you're feeling stressed. 
Your mindset and attitude towards stress shape the way we view challenges. And when stress starts feeling out of hand, a person who takes a more positive mindset towards stress can come up with and execute strategies to help with stress management. And here are some other stress management tips that I like to practice in addition to the strategies that I've already listed. Number one, adopt a regular breathwork practice. Breathwork is also something that we cover in my mindset course and finding one that works for you and that you'll do is the most important thing. There is no perfect breathwork practice other than the one that you do. But one of my favorites is called box breathing. To try it, breathe in slowly to a count of four, hold your breath for four seconds, and then slowly exhale out your mouth for four seconds. And then you just keep repeating that as if it's a box. So let's do it together. Inhale, one, two, three, four, hold, one, two, three, four, exhale, one, two, three, four, hold, one, two, three, four. So you just do that. And I actually find that holding my breath at the bottom of the exhale is the hardest part. Navy SEALs also use box breathing, so it might be something fun to try. Meditation is another form of breath work, but it also is such a great way to gain insight into what's happening and to create space between stimulus and response. And there's a lot of really great stress-specific meditations that you can find in just about any meditation app. And with stress, you can also focus on breathing out on the exhale. Having your exhales be longer than your inhale actually calms the nervous system. Another thing that I like to do, especially in times of stress, is go to bed a little bit earlier, turn off Netflix, even though it's really hard sometimes. Sleep really helps manage with stress management. You can go to therapy and talk about stress. You can journal to give yourself perspective and ask some of these questions in a journal form that we just talked about earlier. We can exercise, and we all know that exercise is a great way to reduce stress unless exercise is causing you stress, and in which case you might want to adopt a more restorative practice. We can eat healthily because processed foods don't make us feel good. We can also avoid alcohol, especially when you're stressed. And there's a lot of really great non-alcoholic options out there now. Or you can just talk to a friend. And before I dive into the key takeaways to sum everything up, I wanted to include an interesting cultural note. So researcher Kelly McGonigal identified something called the stress paradox. And she found that happy lives contain stress and stress-free lives don't guarantee happiness. And in her research, she saw that nations that had higher levels of stress were likely to have higher GDP, longer life expectancy, and improved quality of life. And when we challenge ourselves and expand the limits of our comfort zone, it can cause stress. But this can be a good adaptive stress that brings meaning, purpose, and confidence to our lives. That said, there is a line. There is a line of too much stress causing burnout and The rest part of stress is really important. Just like training as an athlete, you need to let your mind rest. And that is so hard for most of us to take that downtime. And if you feel that aimless, itchy, bored feeling, that means you're doing it right. So to sum everything up and give you the key takeaways to make stress work for you, number one, acknowledge and notice stress. Number two, identify that stress gives you energy and focus. Number three, use a mantra with credible self-talk, something like I'm excited or stress helps me perform to reframe the I'm nervous or stressful negative self-talk. Number four, approach stress and anxiety through thought loops with curiosity. Ask yourself, what am I getting from this? Number five, realize that stress means you care and ask yourself questions to delve into the insight that stress can give you. Caring about something is great. Number six, 
Look for past positive experiences with stress so that you remember that you can handle this. Number seven, reach out and help others when you feel stressed to get out of your own head and build social connection. And last, number eight, periods of intensity need to be followed by periods of rest to adapt to stress. And this goes for physical or mental stress. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. If you like information like this, make sure that you subscribe to my weekly newsletter that I spend a lot of time on. It comes out every single Monday and I have a thought of the week, something like today's podcast. And I also let you know what the podcast is and a question for you to think about or to journal. You guys are amazing just the way you are. And I'm so grateful that you are listening to this podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe and share the show with your friends so that you can help it reach others too. Looking forward to next week. And I'm with you on this journey of personal growth, adventure, and our mission to be better every day. See you next time.